Hey, welcome to Dream Stories. Welcome. I thought you were just going to leave me hanging there I for did. a minute. I did. Wanted, I wanted to say what you were going to do. Well, I was going to just keep talking if you didn't say anything. I'm here. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. You, you, it looked for a minute like you weren't, but you are. I am here. My physical body is here. Yes, but you're tired. I am tired. I'm tired, too. Maybe I know you are. Dream. Maybe we should. Shut it down, Michael. Let's dream. <laughs> oh, let's talk about dreams, and then we'll go dream. Okay, that sounds good. Can you tell we're recording? You know, a lot of times you, you're hearing us, and we're recording early in the morning or really late at night mm-hmm. uh, sometimes to get these ready. But uh, this time we're just recording at normal, like, bedtime. Yes, it's not the latest. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm looking at you, and you have on headphones. With two mics, it's just fun. I wasn't expecting, I was about to say, get that mic out of your beard, but you're not using that mic. No, I'm not. Okay. That's the mic on my son's headphones that we're the only ones laying around. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Summer is over. It is. We're getting cold weather here in the south. It's nice. I mean, you know what? I like this uh, studio being cooler, so. That is nice. Mm -hmm. I can't complain about that. 100 and. Seven degree weather just yeah. doesn't set well sometimes in the south. Yeah, it's true. So, and uh, we we've uh, we've got exciting things coming up. We're next week. We're going to be either recording remotely or recording ahead of time because next week at this time when people are listening, not the time we're recording it, because they listen uh, at all times. Listen, as you remind me well, often at this at this time when we release next week's episode, we'll be in Israel. So. That'll be fun. I'm excited about that. So we'll that. have to record ahead for that. So That sounds good. Yeah, it'll be fun. Right, hey, let, I thought we'd have some fun t- today and talk about some cool dreams. I think we've mentioned them every once in a while. Um, just had some general conversations mm-hmm. in and out of our various topics. But right. we've really never addressed the direct topic of invention dreams. Or dreams that provide solutions to problems. And I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, dreams that, that give people a new way of thinking, thinking or a way of doing something or new creativity, new forms of art, you know, things of that nature. Dreams are like art, you know, really. If you they really are. They're like a painting or a picture. Yeah. And they're very creative and yeah. they, they're a means of expressing something that's not the thing itself. That's what a picture, a painting is. It is. I almost said that, you know, dreams are like something being revealed that has not been known before. And and that's probably true. I I was going to say invention dreams are like that. But all dreams are really like that. All dreams are kind of like that. Either it it may be something you know, but you really have not really paid attention to that you need to pay more attention to. But, um, yeah, invention dreams are really interesting and i don't think we should we may vary out we may step outside that just a little bit and just talking about streams that i mean dreams that give us understanding that that brings success or you know something like that it's similar you know i think the thing about invention dreams is the world has a perspective in the psychological community Uh, Because we talk about the difference between the way we interpret dreams in a spiritual nature versus the way uh uh, they're interpreted by the psychological community. The psychological community views dreams like Freud did, Jung did, and others, views dreams as this process of 
your mind continuing to work while you're asleep so that you're continuing to process information. So a lot of times invention dreams get written off mm-hmm. as not really being dreams, but just your mind continuing to work while you're asleep. And then you wake up and boom, you've got an answer. Right. Well, I mean, like I, I was thinking about a dream I'd had when I was in college in nursing school and it was somewhat a, what I would call a solution dream, which I think can be part of an invention dream, right? Sure, in, the, in um, that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, was, I don't know if you remember this, but um, I had dreamed that on the test there was going to be a question, and I still remember what the question was. It was in human anatomy and physiology, and it was about green stick fractures. Mm-hmm. That little children have, and it was, and, and they, and I was telling my friends, I said I had a dream that the green stick fracture question was going to be on our test, and they said, "What question is that?" I said, "Well, it seems like it was like a question about a little." I mean, I had read a, t- a sample question. The sample question was, uh, "A young four-year-old boy falls out of a tree, and his arm gets hung kind of in the crook of the tree, and it kind of bends." But it, it, the bone does not pop. It actually just frays almost like you would if you took a green a green stick and tried to break it. It won't break. Right. It just bends because it it's still you know, soft on the inside. So I know that probably creeps you out, babe. It, I'm I, sorry. I, I'm working on getting through. Just keep but, going. But, but I'm telling my friends, I said, I had a dream that, that that sample question was on the test. And they said, well, that sample question won't be on the test. She won't use that and... That exact question was on the test. But the question is, did you study for that question because you knew it was going to be on the test? I did study that question. I studied it, but I didn't realize that it was actually, but I had the dream, and it was on the test. And then there was another um, question um, that I just said, hey, I think we should study this because I I had dreamed the night before. I think that it was also on the test. And it was. It well, wasn't that same exact question. I mean, That's, we may not call it an invention dream, an invention. but it's definitely a solution dream, which is part of what invention dreams are about. It can be. Uh, a solution I mean, I'm not making. A problem I'm not making a lot of money off the fact that I knew the green no, no, stick but, fracture was. But you know, there are cases where people actually have solution dreams. Um, sometimes. And I can't think of anything specifically right now, but I know that there are times where people get songs or um, uh, who was it that had invented the sewing machine? It wasn't Eli Whitney, was it? Uh, Elias Howe. Elias Howe. He invented the sewing machine, and you ha- you explain it so much better than I do, but he, he dreamed that these natives were jabbing him. He had been working and working trying to figure out a way to get the the bobbin, or he didn't have a bobbin at the time, isn't that what it was? The sewing machine didn't have a bobbin or something, and that's how he came up with the idea of the bobbin was the natives sticking him with a with um a, a what do you, a spear? Yeah, that well that they they the dream you know he'd been working on the sewing machine because in the day he lived there weren't sewing machines. Mm-hmm. They'd been trying to create a sewing machine something that would mechanically sew like a person could, but they had been using needles that functioned like the ones people use by hand. So mm-hmm. when they sewed, the point went into the cloth and the the hole for the thread was up where you would hold it, where your fingers would hold it. Mm-hmm. So all the sewing machines they tried to make with that kind of a needle uh, process. 
Well, when he dreams about these natives uh, putting him in the pot, Mm -hmm. they're poking him with those spears. The holes, there's a hole on every spear that they're poking him with, like a, a needle hole, except it's on the end that's coming at him. Which was unusual. Unheard of. Right. Nobody had ever even thought of it. The sewing machine was easy. Yeah. It was the needle that was confusing So people. the eye, and what Michael's explaining, in case you're a seamstress, or you say, the eye of the needle, rather than being up at the top, and you, you put the pointy end, the sharp end to the thread first, when they invented the sewing machine, they actually turned it around so the eye and put the eye at the, at the end. pointy end, right. allowing the bobbin to go through, the thread to go through and catch a loop, which totally changed the sewing world. Well, it led to a revolution in, in uh, production of, you know, sewn goods. I don't know what you call them. I guess textiles. I don't know. What, are, what, what do you call those Garments? Things? I don't know. Garments. I, well, you could sew more things than True. Garments. You can... I don't know. Whatever it was, it was a, sounds great. It was a manufacturing revolution. It really was. Almost like the Model T. I mean, you know, the assembly line for Ford, you know. Yeah. All that's... Hey, I'll tell you something else that's pretty amazing is one of the most famous scientists in history came up with his most famous theory from a dream. Can you guess who it was? Was it Einstein? Yes. Mm. Wonder what theory it was. Relativity. You got it. He got that from a dream. Wow. Well, he got an understanding of it from a dream. Let's put it that way. He, Einstein, uh, basically has a dream that led him down the path of studying relativity, and it's a really cool dream if you want to think about it. Einstein dreamed that he was sledding down a hillside, down a mountainside, and as he's going really fast down the hillside, he knows in his dream that he eventually is approaching the speed of light going down the hill in mm. his dream. Mm. And when he does, the stars changed appearance in relationship to him, and he formed his theory based on that. And that theory is proven out to you know quantum physics and everything else still refers to that. Mm-hmm that theory as a foundational principle in science nowadays. It's almost like no matter how smart you are, sometimes you have to rest your brain or just step out of the picture to be able to get a download, you know? Yeah, and do. you can get a download from your creator. I mean, he he created us in such an amazing way that we can actually sleep but still kind of be awake in a weird kind of way. Our brains are still working. Well, our it may be are, just a certain area of our brain, but, it, well, the brain has to continually work. Well, but, our brains are still working, but yeah. think about it. What we're really talking about, the psychological community thinks of it as only that, that our brains are just functioning. Right. But our brains are resting mm-hmm. to some degree, just the subconscious portions working. And when you really think about it, our brains are actually shutting down the conscious thought process and it's allowing our spirit to take charge of what our brain is processing. Yeah. And that's the difference in how we see dreams versus how the psychological community sees it. We look at, at it not so much as the brain continuing to process, but our spirit rising up to receive that communication from outside of us, mm-hmm. pass that information onto our brain, which then processes that in the form of the dream. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty cool. That's a pretty neat invention in and of itself. That's what I was saying. God, <laughs> our Creator God. I mean, He is so um, 
so full of wisdom, and he knew uh, he didn't waste any of our time like we talk about, you know, that right. You, you, if you actually get eight hours of sleep a day, you sleep one-third of your life, and that's, that's hard for a lot of people to comprehend. It, was, it kind of shocked me the first time I ever heard that. Well, it does, but think about that. Th- saying it that way, it's still not easy to deal with. Think, if you're 60 years old, You've slept 20 years of your life. Yeah, a lot of people say, oh, I don't even want to hear that. You know, you feel like you've wasted time. No. You know, if you don't sleep, your body will take over and will force you to sleep. Sure. And something else is if you don't dream, you're going to die. Because you have to enter REM sleep in that dream state to truly fully get rested. So God created us to dream. Yeah. I mean, I think there's even been studies that show you kind of go crazy yeah. If you don't get sleep, you know, you cannot, you begin to see things, you begin to hallucinate, you know, you hear things. <laughs> well, and, you know, we were talking about when we first started that, that we were going to be in Israel next week. And when you think about that, the Hebrew mindset, the, the, the Jewish mindset is that your day begins at sundown. We'll be there on the Jewish Sabbath, which means on Friday afternoon, about 4 or 5 o'clock, everything shuts down because it's the start of the day, the Sabbath right. day, and it shut down until about evening the next, for us, evening the next day till the next day begins for them. Mm-hmm. And, and that concept of the day beginning around the time you would go to sleep, not only did, do we sleep a third of our life, but if you believe dreams are spiritual, then you really believe that, why would God waste 20 <laughs> years if you're 60, 20 years yeah. of your life? And why wouldn't he start your day, the Sleeping. Hebrew God, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the God that we serve, uh, uh, the God of creation, is beginning your day by talking to you. I mean, it really makes sense now. But, you know, growing up in uh, the Western world, we haven't, you know, we haven't... Um, looked at it that way no we don't we i think that's i think you know we've talked about that before we've got a western mindset instead of an eastern mindset the western mindset says if you can't see it hear it feel it taste it or smell it it's not real see it hear it feel it taste it or smell you did say feel it you you finally gotten it i finally got it down back i can can, i've got you say feel i say touch but it's the same thing yeah but you know yeah i I mean i used to say if you can't see it hear it feel it taste it or touch it and that one misses smell. And okay. Feel and touch are the same thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I've got it fixed now. So, Well, you know, uh, talking about just invention dreams, uh, Otto Louis was also a, a great in, um, uh, inventor in and of himself or a researcher, and he struggled with something. He was trying to prove something, and he knew there was something that he Ooh, was this missing. Is a, this is a dream that's right up your alley. Yes, and I know you dream. love this. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> But um, he, he was trying to make, um, this was like, I think he was born like in the 1870s and he was from Austria and uh, Germany. And um, he was, he had actually won uh, the Nobel Peace Prize in medicine in 1936. Well, but it wasn't the Nobel Peace Prize, but it was in medicine. It was the Nobel Prize for medicine. Nobel, sorry. <laughs> I'm reading and I, my eyes went cross. Nobel Prize in medicine, sorry. Nobel Peace Prize. Well, That's you know, a totally there is, separate there is subject. A peace prize. That's yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he was awarded that for uh, finding out how chemical neurotransmission occurred, 
And he really, he, are you, I think you explain this much better than I do too. Um, we can help well, each he other. he was tweaking frogs. He was trying to make frog legs jump. Yes. And I don't understand how. You understand that part of it because it's all medical stuff. But he was trying to prove that signals went between, I think, muscles or something. Signals were electronic, electric. Well, yeah, I mean, that they actually could happen whether the frog was living or not living, that there was still neurotransmission that could happen through electrical impulse. Yeah. And um, he actually had the dream on Easter Sunday. Now, how crazy is that? That's cool. Um, The problem, (laughs) we've mentioned this one before, I think, because the problem is he he had the dream and then he couldn't remember the whole dream and I think he couldn't like, couldn't like, like couldn't read his writing. Yeah, he had scribbled down some notes. He couldn't read the writing, and so he woke up the next day. I mean, he was desperate, and um, he kept trying to remember it, and he could not remember it. And so he was able to fall asleep again um, that night, and when he did, he actually awoke from it, and then he, rather than just trying to remember it, he got up. He, he did got something. Up. He did something I don't do. Well, and that's something we've talked about when we were talking about yes. writing dreams down and recording them. He got up and he wrote the dream down. And this is a huge scientific breakthrough that he he learned how to do the experiment that proved the thing about neurotransmitters. Because not only did he have a dream, but he had a dream and forgot it, and he had it a second time. That's how important it was right. for you know the way I see it. That's how important it was for his creator to reveal to him something that he not only told him, but he told him again. Yes. Because he cared about him that much. It says that he immediately arose and went to his laboratory to conduct the experiment. It wasn't that he just wrote it down. Yeah, He, he got, got up and acted on it. That's pretty cool. Well, if you think about it, that I mean, that, that tells you that he was valuing the dream. Right. He felt, because he, in the first time he had it, he knew he had the answer. Right. And he knew he had had the answer, even though he couldn't remember what the answer was. So he pushed in. He pressed in. He didn't just give up on it because he forgot the first part of it. Right. And that's a cool thing. But isn't that kind of the mark of the type of people who would get invention dreams? Most of the people who get these these major dreams, I mean, I think, you know, we talk about the neurotransmission, the Einstein's theory of relativity, the invention of the sewing machine. There's a story about, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who, who uh, formulated the periodic table. Mm-hmm. You know, all these scientists, they're willing to press into something. And they were not shaken by the fact it was something outside the realm of their control something I would call spiritual that right. brought the answer for them. The guy doing the periodic table, he, he knew there was a relationship between the atomic weights, but he couldn't figure out what it was. And he wrote down the name of every element and its properties on index cards. And he spent hours, hours and hours arranging and rearranging the index cards, trying to figure out how they would flow or fit together. He goes to sleep, has a dream, and in his dream, he sees them all arranged. A periodic exactly table. The way that they're supposed to be and the way they are mm. on the periodic table, including elements that, didn't that exist. had not been identified yet, that <laughs> didn't crazy. exist as far as he knows. And he goes back and he leaves the blank spaces and he puts the whole thing together so that he now sees it all laid out on the table before him. Mm. And is even able to predict new elements because of it, because of a dream. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just, it's, I and, love and, that. and you think about most of the time we think it's the very logical scientific folks who would be opposed to the concept of a nebulous spiritual, you know, something going on that we can't mm. explain kind right. of supernatural experience. And yet there's scientists after, and some of the most famous scientists in the world. Right. Some of the most famous scientists who've ever lived. Some, and we're just scratching the surface on who some of these people are. The structure of the atom came in a, a dream, and something about benzene and, and uh, uh, aromic, a- aromatic chemistry came out of dreams. And and you just keep going down the list, mm-hmm. and there's all these things, and yet they're coming to people who we think of as being very logical, very scientific method. The very people you would think would argue against this concept, some of the most famous that have ever lived, have been helped by dreams. You know, um, it's funny because you think that you're about to unlock something and you just don't have the final turn of the key to figure out what it is. And... um the scriptures, there's a scripture that says he seals things up in the night season. That I, you know, that could not, that may not necessarily mean it's that you dream it and then he seals it right then. It could mean that, but it could also mean that he seals it up in the night season. You know, and then a later allows it to be revealed. You know, right. I mean, we don't know because it may be something that preoccupies our mind over and over and over again. Yeah, he and seals. Then it's, he seals those things to keep us out of pride. God seals those things to keep us out of pride, but he'll release them in the mm-hmm. right moment yeah. for us to have impact. And it's, you know, it's it's cool to me because God is interested as I see him as the giver of dreams. He wasn't just interested in these monumental scientific breakthroughs, but he, there was even this whole mindset of creativity. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about dreams being creative and dreams being artsy. And sometimes we don't think about God caring about creativity and art unless it's, you know, super spiritual stuff. Yeah. But there's example after example of just beautiful music mm-hmm. and and uh, things that, that are just, you know, Handel's Messiah. Mm. Handel's Messiah came, the yeah. words and the music came separately. And I can't remember now whether it was the words or the music that came in a dream, but part of that came in a dream, and Handel's Messiah. If you understand how it's done, typically how it was done in the day, it was it was done in the round, is what they call mm. it, which meant the audience was in the center, and the singers were all around them. You know, each each every side below them, above them, on the balconies, down in the orchestra pit, and so the sound is coming from all around them, and part of that dream revolved around Handel's Messiah, if you don't know, is hallelujah, the you know, the hallelujah thing. The hallelujah thing. That really belittles Handel's Messiah, <laughs> doesn't it? I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm <laughs> not gonna ask you to sing it so that no, everyone will don't. know what you're talking about. But no, but anyway, it's, it's this this chorus of hallelujahs over and over again. And Handel's the the whole concept was he saw this heavenly chorus around the throne of God. And so when he had it sung, he set it up to be sung in the round, the way he had seen it in the dream. 
as it would be around the throne, the hallelujah is coming. It was around the audience mm. that the song came forth. So that's so amazing. That's be- but it's not even just the super spiritual stuff. I think uh, there's stories about Paul McCartney even. Yeah. And I can't remember, but there's a... <laughs> the song yesterday. Was it yesterday? I think it was the song yesterday. And he, he heard the tune in a oh, dream. that's right. And then he thought he had... It, it, he went around asking people if they'd ever heard the tune before because he thought he had heard it somewhere right. else, and that's why he dreamed about it. Yeah. He finally just decided, if nobody else is going to claim it, I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty so, cool. I mean, and, and, you know, it just amazes me that God cares about these kind of things because I truly do believe even those were dreams given by God. That, that you can say, well, you know, how did how did... Paul McCartney, how spiritual is Paul McCartney? I don't know Paul McCartney. I don't know how spiritual he is. He talks about Mother Mary. He does. In his, he does. That's true. But I do believe that God cares about our creativity, and he He in, engages us in the realm of creativity. We don't. It doesn't have to all become super spiritual stuff. That's right. I think he just cares about us as people. And, and that's just, that's a cool thing to me. And, you know, so inventions and and music and uh, who wrote Kubla Khan, the poet? Um, I can't I, remember now, but that, that came in a dream. It did? It did. That was a dr- in a dream. And, um, you know, so, and Edgar Allan Poe, some of his stuff came out of dreams. Um it's just amazing when you look at it. And there's even a story of uh, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholas, G- Nicholas, the golfer, right? Nicholas. Yeah, Nicholas. Nicholas. Jack Nicholas, the bear. You should, I think sometimes you do say Nicholson, but it's Jack Nicholas, yeah, the Jack golfer. Nicholas, the yeah, Jack Nicholas, the golfer. He, he was messed up with his golf swing and had a dream of how to correct his golf swing. It yeah. changed his whole game. Exactly. Uh, it's you know so the, all these realms of creativity and invention and answers. Right. I love that concept of invention dreams because it's such. It it to me I think the thing that's cool about it is because I believe these things come from God. It says He cares. Well, you know, sometimes I think. That there can't that that most everything has been been invented and there's no need to even try anymore because everyone's already thought of everything that you know that needs to be invented. But it's not true because we watch a show where these four panel of judges sit up there and judge people. They bring their on television. They bring their new invention or idea and they have patents for it and everything. And these are new ideas, you know, that people are coming up with all All the the time. time. And so we shouldn't cut our creator short and what he's given us and gifted us with. One of us may come up with an invention. Oh, oh, I've got an idea. What? For all our audience out there, I challenge you, go to sleep tonight, come up with a great world-changing and financially- amazing yeah invention from your dream and then you know just support dream stories with one percent of the royalties <laughs> from whatever <laughs> from whatever it is i don't know that's, I, no, that's I, see, i'm serious mm-hmm. there could be somebody listening to this podcast yeah who is the next albert einstein for all that's we right. know because that's how amazing 
the, a dream can unlock something. And it wasn't that everything that Einstein did or everything that Louis did or everything that, that, that uh, Elias Howe did or everything that these different artists and musicians and things did, it's not that everything they did was based on a dream, mm-hmm. but it was that dreams help spark some of that amazing stuff. That's true. That's true. And we shouldn't cut ourselves short. You know, we should be open to those things in the night season. So tonight I'm going to go to bed. When I go to bed, I'm going to pray. Give me inventions. Give me solutions and things that I need, you know, to be able to fulfill whatever my destiny is. It could be something as simple as just what helps you through the day tomorrow. And it could be something as amazing as a world-changing, life-changing invention or song or... That's right. Painting or whatever. You, You may be struggling at work and there may be someone that, you know you're struggling with and you may can get a download of how to fix the problem a solution just by just dreaming it so be yeah. open to that you it's know true. it's true yeah well looks like we have talked about invention dreams for our entire time i wasn't sure we would have that much to I talk know. about about invention dreams just to be yes, honest and I, I already have a thought of another topic so. hey good i love it when you do that hey listen our time's up but let me just remind you as we always do uh, if you like what you're listening to, share this. Share our Facebook post when we post it on the, our our page. Just share that out. Uh, you know, uh, uh, comment for us. Um, uh, recommend us. Uh, review us on iTunes and Google Play and things like that. All that just helps us get the word out about our podcast. I think we've mentioned in the last couple of weeks we've doubled in our listenership in the last month or so, and we love it. We love. You know, the just knowing that people are getting something out of this That's is right. valuable. We want to hear a, from you. It's a blessing to us. To, uh, it to is. Know that. So, we really so enjoy we this. We want to hear from you. We want you to share this with folks and uh, uh, post on our, our our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is uh, right there on Facebook. I think it's backslash um, backslash Dream Stories Podcast. Yeah. But if you search Dream Stories on Facebook, you'll find us. Uh, like the page and uh, go out and post some of your questions and thoughts. Share and it with your topics. friends. Tell them Share about the it if you like right, it. Right. Share the page and things. So it's great. Mm-hmm. So we love it. And we enjoy being with you every week. Always remember these podcasts come out every Friday on Google Play, iTunes, and other podcasting services. I may or may not remember to post it on Facebook on Fridays. Right. But it is always out on iTunes and Google Play on Friday. So if yep. you've been listening to it on Facebook, go ahead and add us to your Spotify That's or right. your iTunes account as well. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. Until next time, keep dreaming. <laughs>